Happy Holidays from the DSR Network. We are deeply appreciative of our members and the year that we've had. To celebrate the holiday season, we are offering a 50% discount on either your first month or first year of membership. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the members-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of December, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month or for the first year. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRHOLIDAY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRHOLIDAY. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Daily Doom Scroll, the daily summary from DSR of the news that's happening around the world with a few of our own thoughts woven seamlessly into it. I'm David Rothkopf, one of your hosts, joined as ever by other hosts, Chris Cottenwire. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, thank you. And Riley Fessler of the great state of Ohio. How are you doing, Riley? I'm doing well. Excellent. What's your lead story today, Christopher? My lead story is that the U.S. says that the negotiations seem to be getting more serious between uh, uh, Egypt, Gaza, and Israel um, for some ceasefire. Um, still unclear uh, whether there would be a total ceasefire or just a temporary one. Um, negotiations are hinging on hostage release and who exactly is being released. Israel insists on eradicating Hamas, releasing all hostages and eliminating the threat from, from Gaza for a permanent resolution. Um, they're going to have to give, I think, to make these negotiations successful, but I'm encouraged, um, especially given the time of year, uh, obviously we're in the, uh, Christmas slash religious season, um, which should be a time for celebration and not war. That's beautiful. I just had to wipe away a tear from my eye. Um, uh, no, you're absolutely right. It'd be a great thing. I have written a recent uh, column in the Daily Beast uh, in which I note that the U.S. relationship with Israel has grown rather toxic, but Perhaps more importantly, note that every single initiative that the United States has tried to push, including limiting the duration and the scope of the conflict, ensuring Israel does not take over Gaza in the wake of the concept, seeking the elevation of the Palestinian Authority, um, et cetera, et cetera, has actually been opposed by the Israeli government that the U.S. has uh, as an ally here, um, uh, thorn in its side, and that the relationship has really gotten strained, uh, and that there is no way to make real long-term progress unless there's a change in the Israeli administration. Um, something I think most Israelis have come to conclude as well. We'll see how fast that happens. Riley? Well, we have had the first senior military communication between the U.S. and China since August 2022. Uh, General C.Q. Brown, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, 
uh, engage in a video call with his Chinese counterpart, uh, General Liu Zhenli. Um, this was what was kind of promised after Biden's meeting with Xi Jinping uh, back in uh, San Francisco. Um, so the discussions are really the purpose of these to address concerns about unsafe incidents between kind of U.S. and Chinese ships and aircraft in the Pacific. Uh, the details of the call are pretty limited. We don't know exactly what they talked about, but it is being described as an important first step. Um, and one of the things that is kind of being planned uh, is a defensive policy coordination talks and the potential resumption of China-U.S. military maritime consultative agreement talks which is a mouthful but sounds promising um so it's just good to see that we're opening ties back up it can only be good to have open communications to avoid any any incidents really important really important to get back to focusing on the u.s china relationship u.s relationships in the indo-pacific region these are of strategic importance while the issues associated with the conflict between israel and gaza are uh, important in human terms, uh, they are less important in strategic terms. Um, and uh, the decision of the United States to pivot away from the Middle East was a good decision at the outset, and we should get back on that um, program as soon as we possibly can. Chris? Federal judges ordered Republican Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania to turn over uh, more than 1,600 text messages this is related to the 2020 election probe. Um, the judge uh, essentially, or the, the messages reveal Perry's role in supporting Jeffrey Clark's elevation to Trump's acting attorney general. Um, Clark is implicated as an unindicted co-conspirator in an attempt to subvert the 2020 election. Um, seems Scott Perry is... Uh, squarely in the crosshairs here, um, though the judge also said that Perry can withhold somewhere around 400 text messages related to congressional business, um, but yet another example um, of, of uh, the government going hard after people um, related to the 2020 election. Well, good. Let's, let's start acknowledging the fact that members of Congress were actually involved in this uh, insurrection. They're currently skating around, um, not in the crosshairs. Uh, Scott Perry is one of those most actively involved. And of course, he was not just promoting Jeffrey Clark because he was the most, um, uh, you know, uh, well-qualified uh, potential uh, uh, replacement attorney general. He was promoting him because he was a patsy. Because he thought Jeffrey Clark would go along with the Trump, um, you know, Giuliani, Eastman, um, you know, Mike Flynn plan to uh, steal the election back. And, uh, uh, you know, there are other members of Congress who ought to be in this group, and all of them ought to end up um, being held accountable by the law. Won't happen, but it should. Riley? Well, Argentina's President Javier Malay has unveiled a series of measures um, designed to deregulate the economy, um, and he's aiming to eliminate over 300 rules, um, most troublingly related to rent and labor practices. Um, the One of the changes would be 
the elimination of a law regulating rent, which just sounds like a terrible idea on the face of it, um, as well, well as I mean, compared to his other rules, like where he wanted yeah. to take social benefits away from people who protested against the government. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this it's out this, of control. This guy is out of control. And I was at a Washington event, and I ran into somebody who was an Argentina specialist, and I said, "Oh my!" And they were from Argentina. I was like, "Oh my God, it's terrible." Terrible what's happening to your country. And she said, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah. This guy really is doing the right thing. And, you know, we don't need, you know, we don't need more of this kind of socialist coddling, you know, that's going on in other countries like, you know, Maduro. And I was like, oh, my God, this is how this yeah. kind of thing happens. Rich yeah. people want to preserve their bucks at the expense of everybody else. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, just like, again, the rent one, especially, it's like, how is this not going to create a massive problem of people being evicted and homeless? Um, it's, I mean, the shock is right. It's extreme. Um, Pro-landlord, pro you know, which means pro-people yeah. who've got money. Exactly. Um, the, be the upside is that it will require... Um, assessment by joint committees of lawmakers and can potentially be rejected by both the House and Senate. Um, his party holds a minority in both chambers, so there is a possibility that a lot of this is struck down. Um, but I think if if even half of this passes, it'll be a disaster. Um, I mean, if a single policy passes, it'll be a disaster. So remains to be seen how much of this will actually go into effect. Dude seems a font of terrible ideas, and. Uh, is not just comical. You know, at the beginning when we said, oh, he has five cloned dogs, we thought that's weird. But Barbara Streisand has cloned dogs. Um, uh, you know, this this guy is a is a is a potential um menace. Um uh Chris, what's your what's your last story for the day? My last story is of of course a tech story, uh Blackberry. Um, surprised analysts by turning a profit in the most recent quarter. Blackberry, Blackberry still exists. That's Blackberry still, still exists as a cybersecurity firm in, in oh, Internet of Things. Do you know what firm. a Blackberry is, Riley? I, Have I, you ever I was, seen a Blackberry? I, I, I did. My mom had one for a long time, so I, I have actually seen one. Oh, <laughs> what a horrible answer. Horrible answer. Crackberry. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Crackberry, because everyone was addicted to the devices. Um, they were great. You know why they were great? They had a keyboard, much better than the fake keyboards that are on iPhones. Much better. Anyway, go on. Well, in in the end, turned out that the keyboard was uh, they 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 clung to that keyboard until the very end. Until they um, no longer existed as a manufacturer of, of I, I actually read a great device. book, yeah, several years ago called Losing the Signal, the Story of the Rise and Fall of Blackberry. It's a really entertaining read. Um, but the bottom line is the company essentially discounted new arrivals such as uh, Apple and Google and the phone market um, and, you know, said there's no way people are going to give up their crackberries um for a an iphone uh or an android device and they were wrong big time 
but it's good to see them back, you know, profitable. Riley, you know, coming from where you do, which is, you know, Gen Z, do you see Chris as a hopeless tech nerd? <laughs> Chris is always trying to sell me on Apple products. I, I'm convinced he's getting a kickback from Apple. He, he's been That's trying a to bunch get me to get bullshit. an Apple Watch. <laughs> you, you do just fine on your own. Yeah. The, the other day, the other day, he's like, "Hey, you see that the Apple Watch is on sale?" And I'm like, "I, I did." <laughs> no, I said the Apple Watch is is not yeah. being sold now in the United yeah, States. Yeah, now they're not. Being yeah, sold, so because there's a copyright dispute or something, a trademark, something. Uh, okay, Riley, what's your last story before Chris tries to sell you something else? Uh, story from the world of entertainment. Um, apparently, Warner Bros. Discovery and Paramount have engaged in talks regarding a merger regarding a merger uh, and the increasing effort for all companies to You're just become one. You're clearly a communications apparently. professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while the talks are in early stages, um, it would basically just mean they're pooling all their assets, uh, which would mean that CNN and CBS would be under the same umbrella, HBO um, and Nickelodeon. So basically just all their all their assets. Just dumb. Merge. It's just, it's just fucking dumb. This is David Zaslav, um, yes. the, you know, who was the head of Discovery and like a, a couple of years ago made like $190 million as his salary one year, thinking, gee, if I could pull off this merger and the whole company would then have an asset value of X, then I will get a payday of Y. And it's all about CEOs maximizing their paydays and that of their immediate staff and not really thinking about the overall health of either their companies or the industries that they serve. The good news is that in terms of Discovery, Warner, and Paramount, these are early discussions, and it is unlikely that anything will happen quickly, uh, and perhaps there will be some uh, pushback on all of this. Um, anyway, sorry to, sorry to interrupt you there, but this one really got under my skin when I saw it. Yeah, and one question I had, and I am clearly not a, a businessman, but they both companies have a huge amount of debt. Uh, Paramount has fifteen point six billion, and Warner Brothers Discovery has forty three point five billion in debt. So I don't really understand how they're able to merge or buy one another. And this was the same problem when Discovery bought Warner Brothers; they had a massive amount of debt. Well, so in order really, to do it, they probably have to undertake more debt, and there's some bank out there. That is going, you know something, guys, you have a lot of debt, but you know what we do for a living? We sell debt. So maybe we'll overlook it so you can buy some more debt. And then later there'll be a crisis over the debt and the bankers will go, it's so irresponsible of those people to pile up all that debt. But they will have gotten paid for selling the debt um, because that's how the world goes around, you know, and uh, um, uh, and it's how it's been going for a long, long time. Um, you know, back since the days when Argentina was sold a lot of debt, and then the bankers were like, "You've been irresponsible. You have too much debt." And then they marked down the debt uh, in an effort to be able to sell them more debt. Except there were a few bankers in the United States who said, "You know something? That's not fair. You got to pay the whole debt." And they held out to get a higher payment from everybody else, and they made billions of dollars out of it at their hedge fund. Um, uh, the people of Argentina. They suffered throughout the whole thing. Uh, sorry if I sound like such a crazy populist this morning, but you know these are the stories you guys serve up, and you just trigger me. Okay.
Okay, it's triggering me. It's the holiday season. Chris was saying we should be thinking about, you know, kind thoughts and angels and candy canes. And I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time, Chris, and I lay this at your doorstep. Well, you have eight crazy nights, you know. Yeah, that's we true. only have we only have one day. That's true. You're absolutely right. Um, but frankly, all of these go back to the celebrations that took place in the ancient world around um, uh, the the longest day of the year, which is today, I think, or the shortest day of the year, um, uh, which is today, I think, and 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 had to do with people's fear of the dark, and they all have festivals of light. Hanukkah is a festival of light. Christmas became a festival of light. The Romans had Saturnalia. And of course, as we know, Christmas, which you know we now say has to do with the birth of the baby Jesus, uh, has nothing to do with the birth of the baby Jesus because that apparently took place in March or at some other point in time, not actually this point in time. But Christian missionaries during the developing years of the religion were smart enough to say, well, let's combine our holidays with the pre-existing holidays of the people we're trying to convert so that they don't have to really change their holidays much, just the words they say around them. And that's how we ended up with all of these holidays here in the middle where the days are short. But here's the best piece of news that you're going to get all day. And that is that starting tomorrow, the days are going to get longer again. And we'll have more daylight. That's fantastic news. Uh, right? Yes. Woohoo. Absolutely. Exactly. For me, this is a holiday. It's a holiday to celebrate longer days. Uh, anyway, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday morning, for more discussions of the news of the week um, and, um, you know, uh, perhaps a prediction or two from Chris and Riley about the news you can expect next week when we're not actually doing this. So you can prepare for it, and then you don't have to listen to this between Christmas and New Year's. Are you ready for that, guys? You ready to give them a few predictions for the news of next week? Yes. I'll get my crystal ball out of the closet. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, it's actually one of those snow globes, folks. But, uh, um, you know, he, he's, he's kind We of use s- magic eight balls. Yeah. And then we <laughs> ask them questions. Yeah, exactly. That's why you pay well, for be a membership fire. dollars. Yeah, exactly. It is decidedly it, so. It, it, yeah. Um, yes. all right uh everybody uh we're not punchy here at deep state radio uh we are on it uh and we'll remain on it through today we've got a podcast coming up later today uh which like all of our podcasts this week looks ahead to the rest of this year as it pertains to legal developments with our friend barb mcquaid so we look forward to that and sharing it with you. And uh, we'll be with you again for the daily doom scroll tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.